Yo. What up, man? How you doing? Phenomenal as always, you know, just trying to keep these superpowers under wraps, you know, saving one person at a time, but they'll never discover who I am. Dev, we're in the middle of a recording session, so every fucking thing you say is going down on tape. Oh, right, like you guys ever care about that crap? What up? It's the Mad Pad with Manny Buskets and Patty Brokenstall. Just checking in to see how y'all doing. Having a low-energy week right now. I've been running errands all fucking day. A lot of but, poops on trains, huh? Yeah, a lot of poops on trains and a lot of... <laughs> A lot of Christmas shopping. Have you been noticing a lot of old people wearing casts? I have not seen one since last week. That's good. Maybe I, they figured I, it out. I've been on the lookout, dude. Hell yeah. Like buying a car and then everybody's driving the same car you have? <laughs> yeah. Like once it's in your head, you're going to nonstop see them. What the fuck was that grandma doing? Dude? All right. All right. Oh, no. I was just wanted to see how you... Can you turn the music down just a little? How's that? It is still just as loud. Nothing changed. It's quiet as shit on my end. Dude, it's loud as shit on my end. Okay, now it's getting quieter. Alright, so did you want to talk about, did you want to complain first or should I? I don't know, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, man. Give me what you got. Okay, well, number one complaint for this week is easily my voice. I'm, I'm tired of having it. it it's been I was going to ask you because I, you might have heard. There's no way Manny's actually from Philly. I've never heard him say water. <laughs> yeah I, I lived in philly for like a long time now but i was born in london england so. all right i hear it now i can <laughs> I, hear it now fuck yeah dude i used to have the simon cowell accent you know what's funny I, is i i should have realized that you were from london by the fact that you said that you got in trouble for calling a lady a cunt exactly I just, <laughs> like a philly guy would have called her like a twangy bitch or something like that you know what i mean Something crazy. The river. There you go. I didn't put two and two together, but so what are you saying? You're at the actual sound of your voice itself or the fact that you have an accent with your voice. What is the what is the actual issue? Because I hate my name. So I'm right there with you with, you know, kind of despising certain things about ourselves that we can't change at all. <laughs> Not well, in the real it's, way. Just, it's just having to listen to it. You know, it it always makes me cringe. Like I'm going back listening to the last episode we did and I just I can't sit through it. Yeah, and you it's can. also my voice is too fucking distinct. Like I'll be, I'll try to do impressions of people or even my right. friends, and it sounds still like Manny, a retarded. <laughs> it sounds like you. a retarded version of them doing an okay. impression of me, <laughs> <laughs> and I just well, end then, up accidentally roasting myself. And then everybody's just wondering who your impersonation is of, or are you just having some sort of seizure attack or something something's going wrong misfires yeah. happening in the brain yeah and you know how much easier like stand-up comedy would be if i could do impressions but dude <laughs> not not even just that but the idea of seeing your face your body walk up on stage and that accent coming out i'm i'm listening to that guy i'm not listening to a guy who comes up there and he's like you know i was swimming in the water the other day you know what I mean? Like, that's tough where you got a guy, you know, it's kind of elegant. There's some elegance to it. And then the fact that you get to throw around the word cunt as if it's like friend, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, me and my cunts were hanging out the other day. That's pretty fucking sweet, dude. There is benefit. Well, I, I get to try. It doesn't work in practice. <laughs> Can I add one more thing? I'm right there yeah. with you. The editor guy, you know, we'll give a shout out, Oxmad. He told me he was going to send me an edited version of the first episode, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't say no. But I also was kind of like, I'll never listen to it, <laughs> so don't send it. You know what I mean? Like, I was there. 
I'm sure your edits are great. I'm sure you made us sound phenomenal. That's what matters. The spaces, all that stuff. Maybe he added some, some of his own music. Who knows? What I won't do is listen to my own voice unless I'm actually editing my own voice. I can't. It's, I, don't, I don't go back and listen to free water on my phone as I'm taking a jog. Both those things are not real. You know, jogging or listening to my own podcast if I'm not editing it. It's insane. Yeah. Well, every once in a while, I have to listen to my own voice because I'll record a set that I do or something. Sure, sure, sure. Like, oh, yeah. I, I thought of a joke, but now I've got to listen to myself stab and stutter like a fool for the first half of it and be like, oh, yeah, the joke wasn't as funny as I thought it was in the moment after all of that. Well, I want to pitch that to you as well, because I have a lot of material that I write that I haven't used on stage. I've only done it twice, but I got some stuff that I, I read back and I'm like, this is fucking there's something here. But I don't have the comedy brains around me to make that, you know what I mean, to make it an actual thing. So maybe okay. at the end of the episode, I'll share a joke or two jokes. You can share a joke, bring up an old one, whatever you want to do. But let's see if we can use the end time to figure out if there is a punchline to anything that I'm saying. <laughs> I'm about it. That sounds like it'll be some fun. So let's do that. Okay, cool. And then uh, I knew I was going to get high before the show. So I wrote down notes. I'm the only black comedian who can't just like throw on a white man voice when I need to. Like, because every black comedian has this classic white voice. True. Absolutely. You got Dave Chappelle with the, I didn't know you couldn't do that. Yeah, yours, uh, would, yours would have to be like the most, what's the guy from Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> yours would end up sounding like fucking Richard Attenborough from a fucking Discovery <laughs> documentary or something. You're like, that is a white guy, but he's just like way, this is like a classier white guy. It's not, it's not a Boston, it's not Chicago, it's not me, you know what I mean? But maybe this will give you practice. Just by you having to listen to your own voice in comparison to mine, you'll be like, I can just sound like a white. You know, start doing that instead because it's me. It's my voice. <laughs> I'm gonna get on stage and start doing Patty Broken Skull. And you don't practice. have to say it's me though. You don't have to say, <laughs> just say this is a white guy. This is how I've heard white guys sound. <laughs> All right, guys. I know this one white guy. <laughs> Dude, it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Like I said, with your face and your body to go up on stage and then do that voice the whole time, and then not even the whole time, six minutes. The seventh minute, you go, just kidding, guys. This is my actual voice. And then do your voice. That might even make you more comfortable with your voice. And then everybody else is like, there's no fucking way that the English voice is actually his voice. This guy sounds like the first guy. He's faking, but that's a great fake. Yeah. Well, people hear my English voice and they just like, there's no way that's an English accent that I'm hearing. That discontruent. So they... <laughs> yeah. So, so they just assume I've got, I'm either retarded or have a speech impediment. <laughs> and then I have to like work around that. I'm just like, you, yeah, I'm gonna joke about some baby rape here, but. Oh, God. I'm, I'm trying to handle it tactfully. Don't worry. It sounds like it's gonna be the most retarded thing you've ever heard. Yeah, but then you're like, it also sounds like a documentary on BBC. Facts. <laughs> But uh, yeah, have you ever been speaking the same language as someone and needed a translator in between you, like needed a third person to be like, he said he's looking for batteries. Wait, what? Say that again? Batteries. The the stuff that you plug into stuff to give it a charge that holds a charge, a battery. Okay. You're saying you're saying that it doesn't sound like battery? Yeah, no. People never know what I'm asking for when I'm in the store looking for some double A's. Well, th that's why they work where you're going. <laughs> that's why they work there. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I would I would do that. I would do the same exact job and be like, absolutely. You want batteries? What kind? Triple A, double A, you know, you need a nine volt. What's going on? 
you're the only person I see walking around using a discman, so fucking it must be double A's. Let's get it. <laughs> I need some D's. Yeah, right. I need some heavy ones. Uh, are you actually using them? Nah, I don't have any Fisher Price toys. I just want to fill a sock and then uh, be able to walk down an alley safely and then also not get charged with having a, a assault weapon or whatever. It still is. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, let, what, what you got today? Well, first of all, I got to complain that I can't hear the music on this podcast. So whatever happens in the end, I swear to God, somebody better do it. Otherwise, I'm going to go absolutely berserk. I have a couple. Like I said, I keep writing these down. They just keep happening. And the first one I want to bring up to you, because you might have seen this thing. It's that stupid mushroom head haircut. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? That hybrid bowl cut that everybody seems to have today where like it's short all around this. It's literally like a mushroom. And then they just have like dirty bangs like they haven't washed it in a week or they're fucking some sort of punk rocker. But you're really not. You're on the soccer team. You know what I mean? Like those guys, they're wearing yeah. sweatpants all the time because they're cuffed at the ankle and they're like, these are sort of like skinny jeans. The white boy dickhead. Yeah, thank you, dude. I absolutely can't stand it and they should all get beat up, you know, by girls because that's probably exactly what would happen. I like it. I mean, but there's a lot of annoying haircuts out there. What is it about the mushroom head that gets you so much? Because I see the mohawks the other day. I, True. I see... The people with like half their head shaved, right. but the other half largest. Can I? T- I have an answer. This is. I didn't write this down for no reason. I have an answer. I don't like this haircut because that was the haircut that I tried to avoid having as a kid. All of us white kids were like, we want to try to have a, avoid having a bowl cut as often as we can as a child. And for the most part, through the nineties, you had one, right? We all look like the fucking oldest kid from Home Improvement. You know, most of our lives with fucking cut off shirts with hoods for some reason, the oddest look in the world. And then also that haircut. Like, what am I, a fucking 12-year-old businessman? I got a middle part? What's going on? And then these fuckers are, are walking around. They're like, what if I just brush it down in the front and make it kind of like messy? Like, I just got up and life doesn't really matter yet. Then somehow I'll be taken seriously. No. Okay. Sometimes that's all we need. Sometimes we don't need to have an actual complaint about the thing other than stop doing it and then gunshots. Move on. It's just ugly, dude. But it, for me, it's like we, we all wanted to. It, it is exactly a bowl cut because it doesn't even fade at like the actual fade portion of the skull. If they put a bowl, if these motherfuckers, dude, I bet they get their hair cut upside down. I bet you go into any fucking great clips today. They flip the chairs upside down on purpose for that haircut. They're like, we got a lot of people wanting them. We had to make different chairs. Fucking stupid. That's why I cut my own hair. Fucking what, dude? I'm not going to waste my time with somebody messing it up who I have to give $12 at the end. Where? I could really do this podcast forever and ever. I have, there's so many. Like they keep coming as, I, as I'm doing the podcast, really. Where, where do you find a $12 haircut? Because in Philly, you're paying like 40 50 bucks a cut before the tip most places. Sorry, what was that? I asked, where do you, where do you find these $12 haircuts? Oh, dude, I haven't had I this. That's what I mean. I haven't had an actual haircut at a place since it was twelve dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back when haircuts were twelve dollars, that's the last time I was ever in a place. And I can't even tell you when I didn't even pay for it. I'm just assuming it was twelve dollars. Could have been three hundred dollar haircut. I have no idea. I do it myself. Can we get past it now? <laughs> that's I, I, number one. I do it myself because my mom messed it up too much when I was a kid. The barbers that I would go to tried to have fucking conversations with you the whole time, or they rubbed their fucking nasty titties on the back of my neck because usually they were gross people. And I just decided, you know what? I think I could figure this out on my own and started doing it myself. Hey, if everyone else can fuck it up as much, I can at least do that good. You know what I mean? 
It's like doing my own tattoos. That's the same argument I make for my own tattoos. I'm not going to do the same quality of tattoo on another person I am myself because I am willing to put myself through hell multiple times to make it look halfway decent. I don't care about you. (laughs) You're just a customer and I'm doing this in a basement. Get off me. You know what I mean? I need music in the background, dude. This is making me uncomfortable and self-conscious because you're not laughing as much as you should be. <laughs> well, I'm just taking it all in. and Fucking I'm, wild, man. I've got to ask because you you say that the more that you do your own tattoos, the better you get. No. But no, you might have misconstrued and thought that that's what I meant. What I meant was I'm willing to hurt myself more to make it look right. Whereas if if, say, I'm giving you a tattoo... I can do the first portion fine, but all the refining and the fixing up once it once it heals and you need me to add more shading here or there, I'm not going to do that because I do all that on myself the first try. You know what I mean? I go back through maybe once every seven months or so and just add things or touch things up, but I really put myself through a lot of pain and I don't think the customer is aware of that and that's why there's numbing cream for tattoos today. So all these women can get skull tattoos. Okay, so Patty does things one take. He doesn't go back and listen to the edit. <laughs> he just gets it done off rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it, but it requires that much more pain. That's the difference. Like, I, like, put it this way: if you were willing to sit there and let me hit the same tattoo eight times in one session, we're gonna get the best version of it. But it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker for a while. You know what I mean? Well, and that's sort of the same thing on my end. I'm just hurting myself the first time as much as I possibly can. So that way I don't have to do a second, a third, a fourth. We're talking too much about this. Let's get back into Dwight Howard. No, no, logistically, (laughs) logistically, you've got like three, four layers on that thing, right? Uh, Yeah, it becomes, well, no, not yet. There's a couple that I have, maybe two. There's some that I might have three. But what it is really is I'm trying to add different areas where it's like, if I feel like this portion is all right, I'll fill in another area. I'll add dot. It's stupid. It's fucking pointless wait, nonsense wait. shit. Nobody tattoos themselves. I'm a loser. Move on. <laughs> wait, wait. So that's all in the, like, you say if you see something that's messed up, you'll go back and fill it in. Is that the... Not instantly. Oh. If, I'm, if, I, if that's what I'm working on currently, like what I did a, a few days ago, I will do it then. But I will, I will let it heal for three, four, five, six, seven, a year. And then I'll go back and be like, yeah, I should fix that. That's how much I don't care. But I'll also put myself through that pain of being like, well, I got to at least add this other line. And you know what I mean? It can be as simple as a line. (laughs) Because it's a lot. Dude, if you go to tattoo parlors today, most of those guys are using wire-free, like Bluetooth fucking tattoo guns. I have to bust out like three boxes of shit. (laughs) You know? To do a line? No. So I always get crazy and I add stuff and just touch other things up in the moment. When my whole idea was like, oh, a fish would be cool right here. <laughs> and then I'm tattooing for two and a half hours. All right, part of the reason I was asking, though, is because if you already got something down and that's like the first layer and you got to go back to do a second layer, do you change the needle in between or is it the same needle getting duller and duller as you go on? Are you stopping to find like a fresh needle and go through the process? Well, no, because because I'm not doing the same part of skin over and over. Like you don't have to do that when it's your own blood. You have to do that when you're transferring blood between people. (laughs) That's when it's important to change the needle. The needle doesn't really get dull. It honestly hurts almost worse as you keep going. But in my head, what I'm thinking is if I do my knuckles, I should also do this part of my wrist. Then I'll do this part of my forearm, then part of my elbow. That way, the whole arm hurts. You know what I mean? Instead of just my knuckles. 
It's a stupid <laughs> process, but I have a shit ton of tattoos on my fucking arm. Uh, so the next complaint, guys, bad tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, and here's the thing too. I like to shit on my stuff, but I really enjoy it because I remember the hours I would sit there and do this shit. Like, hey, that fucking, those fish are still there after five years, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's, and it's fun and it's cheap. Cut my own hair, do my own tattoos. What else do you want to know, dude? I certainly uh, wear new underwear every day. I'm not Mark Norman. <laughs> I know you smoke a lot. Are no, I'm high, high as fuck right now. What do you mean? Are you high when you touch your hair and do your tattoos, or do you do that sober? Oh, well, my trick was in the beginning when I would do my, because I knew I would be covering a lot of space when I hooked my shit up. Yeah. I would take Benadryl. I would take what? like two Benadryl and just get drowsy. And then you just get, you just, you're numb. You feel nothing. Like fucking nothing, dude. And I'd burn through them. Whereas people today, like I said, I mentioned numbing cream earlier. People will go and put on numbing cream 24 hours before they get their back tattoo. I'm like, buddy, pop two Benadryl. You're good. <laughs> you're good in eight minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. What about you? Do you have any ink at all? Or you just wear no. glasses and cardigans? What the fuck's happening? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm clean shaven. Like, That's uh, insane. Dude, I mean, my skin's too dark for any ink. It's not going to show up. What's the point? Well, that's, that's, that's called a YouTube video. You find a tattoo parlor or fucking place that won't tattoo you and make it show. <laughs> They'll figure it out, dude. <laughs> Otherwise, that video is going viral. But, but also, I can't think of anything that I care enough to put it on my body. That's right? not what it is to me. I don't care that much about any of it. It's just fun. And then also, I always live by this. Daniel Tosh had this joke about people covered in tattoos. He's like, that's going to look ridiculous when you're 95. And it's like nobody covered in tattoos lives to 95. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not really worried about it too much. But I also had this idea in my head that I would be doing something in my career or in a career that would allow that, you know, specifically my music shit. It's like if I fucking got huge yeah. doing vocals, it'd make more sense. Instead, someone just bought me a goddamn tattoo kit too early. <laughs> That's fair. See, I've got African parents, so the only career options were doctor or engineer. Oh, that's crazy, dude. I would have guessed Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking what? (laughs) I would have guessed your parents were of Swedish descent. I mean, (laughs) just by the fact I landed in London. I've got a surprising amount of Norwegian in my blood. (laughs) I think we all do, man. Surprising as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I did us uh, the hybrid bowl cut. You did your uh, voice, did which that, that's crazy. Voice. Complain about your own voice. That's not what this show is. Don't ever complain about yourself, dude. Always boost yourself up. Make yourself number one. All right. Uh, somebody said hey. that. I think it was, I think it was David Hasselhoff. All right. Uh, that's a man I take advice from. I would, you know what I mean? Just like fucking George Carlin's bowing down to Joe Pesci, we're over here bowing down to David Hasselhoff, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is our God. He does the same amount of work. All right. Okay. You're, you're I'm going to give you, I'm like gonna, how about this? I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to give you a couple and we just decide where we go with them. We're 23 minutes into the episode. We started, we started cold. As soon as I came in this thing, we're fucking recording. I'm listening to fucking my free water music. All right. Doesn't matter. All of this might get cut. Thanks, Oxmat. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm ADD or schizophrenic. Or All right. Number one, talking with food in your mouth. Number two, repetitive true crime cases. And I'll, number, I'll... number three, people who drive fast with nowhere to go. All right. We can spit on a little of each of them, I think. 
I, I really want to hear about these repetitive true crime cases. Oh, dude, I'm I'm glad you picked that one first. I'm not a true crime guy myself, so perfect. perfect. I'm gonna learn something from you. Okay, well, it's as simple as this: not being a true crime guy, you've you've heard the Dahmer story how many times? Fifteen? Without being a true crime guy, you see what I mean? Yeah, I know who he okay. is. He- okay. And he's not a true crime guy. There you go, guys. All the evidence you need for me to be right in this fucking being angry at this. Because there's a thousand YouTube channels that do true crime content. There's a, even more podcasts that do true crime content, right? But nobody stops and thinks about what somebody else has covered. When somebody else has covered, done a three and a half hour video on a guy, I'm thinking, all good. I think you got it all. And yet some other channel will take that same exact content and be like, You've never heard this before. There's no way. These are followers that are following me because they love true crime. And if that's the case, just assume they already know, right? Like I've seen compilations, particularly on uh, ring cameras, the ring doorbell, where weird shit happens on the ring doorbell at night. People are getting robbed. Houses are attempted to being set on fire. People are trying to break in, wearing clown suits, all this different shit. And I've seen these compilations on many channels. And no matter how far away I get from one channel to the next, they eventually cross paths and cover the same thing. Now, it's fine if you do it in your way. It's fine. But also, I'm here watching a compilation expecting different shit because you made the compilation knowing compilations were popular, right? You didn't go in there to make the compilation like, here's all my best stuff. (laughs) You put out the compilation of ring door content because someone else did, which means you too are also a part of the true crime community in which you watch the shit. What I'm saying is stop being stupid and repeating yourselves. (laughs) Like, how hard is that? When you're, especially when you're a part of the content. You said the word compilation too many times. I lost track of what you meant. Like, there'll be doorbell ring cameras, you know what I mean? Stupid compilations, dude. (laughs) All kinds of shit. (laughs) Name a thing true crime-wise, and people have put together an hour and a half thing of just evil cops, dumb pedestrians, who drunk drivers, shit like that. But... (laughs) But there's a million true crime shows. Mm-hmm. So if if I have one of those million, do I have to check all 999,000 of the other You shouldn't have to shows? because my point is, is you should already be aware of it. How am I right, going to be aware without? Hey, hold on. Here's the, here's the analogy. You're in comedy. You do stand-up comedy. You're aware of other people's jokes without being aware because you're in the community. That's true, but I also write jokes from my own head. So okay, but, I can't but your own head. <laughs> I, I can't create okay. true crime from my own head, though. And that's I, my I, point. I, that's my point. They're not just making this shit up. They're going and finding it. Fine. You're going to find, you're going to run across the same stories. You're going to run across the same videos. In that case, skip it, right? You're going to come across the same premise that you've heard before. Skip it. I don't understand why it's that easy for somebody to be like, okay, you've seen this video of this person being stabbed in the fucking ATM thing in Japan or whatever. Here it is again, but from my perspective, because my channel is, uh, you know, about ghosts instead of just true crime, <laughs> whatever it may be. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. You obviously don't care because you don't watch true crime. It is fascinating. And I bet you'd have a great, get a nice 10 minute set out of that. I'm just, I'm just confused about cause I've, I've had ideas that I know like no one else has ever thought of. But if I'm doing research for an interesting true crime case, someone else has seen it. it. There's only a finite number. In jokes, there's infinity of. You ever heard Knock Knock Who's There Banana? But wait, why, <laughs> why, wouldn't, why isn't there the same amount of crime, too? Right? Crime's prevalent. 
it's historically been documented and yet they're still like hey do you have you ever have you ever heard of charles manson no dipshit give me somebody that we haven't heard of how about that it's not as hard as they expect it to be like there's serial killers out there that people haven't heard of there's murderers out there that people haven't heard of there's ring camera videos that people don't have right I mean, it, it, it also, exists especially on the internet right there's also, there's also Stephen from the fifth grade who's told by bite but nobody <laughs> cares about him <laughs> So that but my point is, is they repeat the content and they also get the same views. Like somebody's going and watching the same. I hate it. I hate hearing the same story multiple times. It's annoying as shit. Like how many times have we got to hear about Steve-O growing up with a dad that was a fucking Pepsi guy and went to Brazil and grew up in Japan and fucking stop watching Steve-O content, I guess. Right. <laughs> or also get also get new stories because live a life, you know, also if, that's, if that's your right thing, there. if that's your thing, I guess. But true crime is a very difficult thing. And I get what you're saying, where it's like it could be limited to a degree. But it's like if you're globbing on to what everyone else is doing, you got to bring something unique to it. Go to the location, right? Talk to a person who's been there or who's a victim or something. You know, bring your own thing to it rather than just being like, oh, I'm from London, England, because that's usually what it is. It's a guy who's just got an accent and he sounds good telling the story. (laughs) Uh, In my book, that means you're not allowed to do true crime unless you go out and commit a bunch of crimes first. I'm surprised somebody, they've actually had that happen, I would imagine. It's the I mean, it's like firefighters do. Where's the story on that, you know? (laughs) Where's the coverage (laughs) on that? Where's the coverage (laughs) on the guy from Who Are These Podcasts? Nobody talks about him. (laughs) He's going around fucking... Asking for money, right? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Get on your knees like like your namesake. (laughs) He's assaulting people with his club foot. (laughs) <laughs> trying so, to bring frosted tips back in style <laughs> frosted tips okay all right <laughs> that could be just a whole nother complaint let's uh let, what do you think about talking with food in your mouth it sounds i don't mind it i think it's too demonized because sometimes you gotta eat and you gotta talk sure what what are you supposed to do but there's an etiquette to it right there's a timing it's like chewing gum and talking you know what i mean like you gotta time it's where you don't spit the gum out of your face as you're talking to the guy once you figure that out, you can talk with food in your mouth. But what about a guy who's like, hey, Manny, so the other day I was riding the train. And I, oh, no, no, it just happened to there's this guy, Brian. And he just takes a bite mid-sentence. Like, just finish the thing, right? Get the story out, then eat on my response. That's, just, that's it's just right. etiquette. Yeah. It's decorum. You know what I mean? One of my tricks when I'm trying to eat and have a conversation with the people is I get the other guy talking about something. And then right. I'll just yep. eat while they're talking. And get it. I feel like with you, that's pretty easy to do, right? For sure. Yeah, I'll get you going. I'll just get going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, no, this is my podcast thing. This is just how I am on a podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk. I can't stop myself. Okay. But you can listen with food in your mouth. You just can't talk with food in your mouth. That's Absolutely. Chew and listen. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> so, so does this happen? Like, are you at a dinner table with someone and they're talking with food in their mouth? Well, it's been, a, it's been a long time that I've came across it personally because I feel like people figured it out. There's a timing thing to it. But when I was a kid, it was like, I'd see my cousin just spit out a whole thing of spaghetti because he's had to say a sentence. I'm like, what do you just finish chewing it at least? It was very monstrous behavior. You know, you're like, you're going to get in trouble, dude. <laughs> you finish your milk too early. That's inside joke for me. <laughs> Those are the best inside jokes. <laughs> okay. Take it to the stage. You're not going to like uh, my next problem. Hit me. But it's music beds and podcasts. <laughs> 
Because I just find them annoying. <laughs> well, then it's- you got to don't listen to my stuff specifically. <laughs> I don't know how many other people are doing it, but don't listen to anything else I do because I have well, to have it. Well, as a kid, I used to listen to a lot of NPR. I remember NPR used to do it a lot. Hell yeah. But for me, that's got to be with- soothing, though. It they is, weren't doing hip hop beats. <laughs> it, it was some smooth jazz shit. Okay. Okay. And- and honestly, I didn't mind because I wasn't really listening to what they were saying anyway. Yeah, but, you came for the music. Yeah, if it's something that I want to hear, then it's just I either listen to the music or I listen to the words. And if you have to have the music playing while you're saying the words, it makes me think that you don't want me to listen to the words. And also, just as it, someone who's podcasting while listening to music, it's distracting. I can't hear myself. Wait, what? (laughs) You're listening to music as you listen to a podcast. I'm listening to your background music right now. Oh, I see what you're saying. I put put it in there for a copywriter. Like if somebody had taken a clip from the show, at least they know it's coming from here because it's got our music bed in it. They can't fancy it up and make it like like really comical music, stupid little piano or whatever. I don't give a fuck about copyright, whatever. Let them steal it. No, but it's also for the parts where we're just sitting here breathing into the mics. At least the listener yeah. doesn't have to only hear that. You know what I mean? Maybe Oxmat will yeah. fancy it up a little bit, but who knows? Exactly. We've got an editor for And I, I talked to Oxmat a little. He said that the music makes it impossible to edit because you just hear hard nope. cuts in the background. What would he cut out, though? That's the thing. I don't know, parts when we're sitting around talking about nothing or not talking at all, which... Yeah, like, that, that would ever be a thing. <laughs> I was going to say, also, with, with less music, there's less of a chance of that happening. Dude, my, I thoughts, feel like- my thoughts just flow to music, though. I don't know about you. I hear music, my thoughts just get going. I just sit here <laughs> listening to you fucking move around in, in your seat. It's not going to inspire ideas. Okay. I, so I music beds, your voice... My three, my last one was the people who drive fast with nowhere to go. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Oh, I just bring it to the table. I hope you had something on it. <laughs> I just feel like everybody I see that does drive exceedingly fast, you can just tell that you're going nowhere, dude. You're probably just heading home. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, you're not missing. You don't have a pregnant woman in the back. You're not. There's no knife sticking out the side of your arm, right? You're headed nowhere. Okay, but people are allowed to go fast. I no, like my not. home. What do you I, I, mean? They're they're not allowed to go fast. That's why there is a speed limit. This is not the Autobahn. <laughs> uh, speed limits were meant to be broken. Okay, well, that's why you ride the bus. <laughs> I ride the bus because my local mechanic can't find a transmission for an 08 Eclipse anywhere. What the fuck? Is that really what you drive? It's what I drove. Bro, I'm not even joking. When I was in my 20s driving a Pontiac Grand Am, there is nothing I wanted more than a fucking Eclipse. I was like, there's no way that car could be that expensive, number one, but it looks like it could. You know what I mean? Like, in my head, that's an affordable thing to have. Look how low to the ground it is. It's swift looking. My friends can't sit in the back because they're too tall. Like, fucking sweet looking ride. You got to find that transmission, dog. That's a fucking classic now. (laughs) I do. do. And my mechanics took it. He was like, yeah, I'll get it to you in a week. And then he called me up like, "Uh, yeah, well, looking for the transmission. We'll get back to you when we have it. And that was a month ago. <laughs> yeah, they're usually really good at their job. I think they're known for it. <laughs> yeah. Like as a whole, mechanics are known for being just on top of things, really working for their dollars, you know? Yeah. Well, anyway, 
I ruined my transmission because I like to drive fast with nowhere to go. Fair enough. Why spend that time on the road? Yeah, I just don't want to die in a fiery death machine, you know what I mean? Because somebody swerves out in front of me. Not worth it. it. (laughs) Is life worth it? Yeah, absolutely. In in comparison, absolutely. To dying in a fiery crash on the highway, absolutely. To a mother and her child in a van, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Sometimes being stuck in traffic feels like a fiery death that I can't escape. I agree. Let me ask you this about the eclipse. Had you ever had it during the snowy season? Yes. What was it like? What was the handle like? It was not good the first winter that I had it because it was the car that I learned how to drive stick on. But it got a, as the time went on, A, the winters, there's been less snow. But B, it's just, uh, I'm more worried about the heat inside the car than driving with it. Like, you get used to driving with it. Right, you just drive naturally. Sensitive. Zone. Yeah. yeah, and you feel more in control of the car than so was I that, that automatic. Anyway. Was, was the heat banging then? Yes, but it took forever to heat up. Oh, I hate and that. It was an 08, so I couldn't remote start it and get it going. I just sure. have to what, what color? Wait. White. Why would, I was thinking black all day long. I'm like, if it's black, that's the nastiest. But white, also pretty nasty. What kind? Of, did you have the rims? No, standard rims. Fucking uh, run like, it though. Those were not. Those weren't bad either. Run them. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? And I had two illegal of a tint, so I had to oh, get come that on. <laughs> on the on the white though. It you gotta have it on the white. You gotta have exactly. extra dark tint on the white. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? If I'm getting a white car, you gotta go dark on the tint. Are we fools? Are we not? You know what I mean? What else are you going to do? Drive fast once that transmission gets put in. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) So what's that like, though? You haven't brought up anything about that. I'm surprised that wasn't one of your complaints. Just not having the car, having to take the train. No complaints about public transportation at all? Because that seems like a comedy go-to. Well, it's just slow as fuck. Yeah. What about the people? They're just that people watching is absurd. I've been on a bus like maybe three or four times. And sometimes it's with a whole clan of people I know. Or it's absolute strangers, and it's still the same type of people watching. Where like you get to watch somebody sit for three and a half hours, and eat a sandwich not, out of a cooler. Like it's not so much people watching as it's people smelling. Fair, fair. If you get some interesting aromas in, in the bus, <laughs> it reminds me of the Always Sunny in Philly episode where D's on the bus. I'm sure you've seen it if you watch television. <laughs> I don't about watch Philadelphia. Much. <laughs> She happens to take public transportation and it's like cram packed. And this guy just throws up on his shirt in front of her face. So, you know, that just brought up another sense of smell. Like, yeah, that's another guy's vomit on his shirt. I got to wait till my stop. (laughs) So many things going through my head. Fantastic show. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I've seen a lot of the later seasons, but I was too stoned to remember any of the early stuff. Shit, that's why you watch it again multiple times. There's always new jokes, my guy. That is very true, but I keep most of my rewatches to community. I am not mad at you because not many people say that. It's a highly underrated show. Abed, Abed and Troy are some of the fucking most iconic characters in television to me. Fucking hilarious, dude. dude I want them to be the, real people. I'm sorry I keep stepping on you, but I, I can't help it. You bring up community. I got some things to say. <laughs> I was just going to say the Land Kid vs. Pillow Ford episode was some of the greatest television I've ever seen. I think they said there was something I heard. I watched the fucking stupid podcast on that for a little bit during the pandemic. But yeah, so, there's so many episodes. The characters that they built 
remember the the guy with the glasses who would show up? I can't even remember his name, but he was like an extra student. It was I think it was Dan Harmon himself. I was thinking fat deal. Oh. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. He would just <laughs> scream something crazy and then take off. Yeah. The old oh, no, dog, was, old guy, dude. No, it was Garrett. He married his cousin for season six. Okay. Now there's a man who knows how to marry his cousin. <laughs> I mean the closers too. They made you stay to the end. You know, when you watch the show, you're like, I got to see what Troy and Abed are doing at the end of this thing. The fucking, remember the Spanish rhyme? Was it Spanish rhyming? Yeah, because they did it in English first. (laughs) I love, it's awesome. It made me, I was already a fan of uh, Donald Glover because I loved his special. His first special that he put out, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm not sitting here trying to be one side or the other when it comes to comedy, right? What I am going to say is what I, what I enjoy, period. Okay. All right. You don't got to like it, but I liked it because I like when a guy gets super physical and he does this bit. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I've watched this special many times. He does a bit where he talks about moving to LA or some shit. He was like babysitting and he was trying to find somebody's house and he couldn't find the house. And then he got like chased up a tree by a homeless man. And he does all the act outs with just his back turned to the crowd. And dude, I could watch it again to the, even I'll throw another one. That's got me thinking Mike Epps. Mike Epps' first special, it was his second special because he did the one with the sketches in the middle. I don't know if you... Uh, No, I never watched Mike Epps. I've been meeting to... Bro. I just, I liked him in Friday. That's where I, I think that's where I found him before his specials even because he's from Indianapolis. And yeah, I found that out later too. I was like, this motherfucker, I had all the Friday movies and I would watch all the commentary and the DVD extra shit. And it showed like his audition with Ice Cube. He was making him crack up the whole time. He just, you look at him and you know, that's a character. The faces he makes, the body movements. But in his second special, it was on Netflix for a long time. I can't even tell you what it was called right now. But he talked about having to wear a helmet and being in a class where he had to wear a helmet. He said there was a kid in the classroom who had one of those weird arms, but he was an R&B singer. <laughs> Dude, I'm t- that right there, the premise, the setup, already should make you want to see it. Because he acts it out. He's like, everybody put your hands together. <laughs> Ooh, start singing and shit, bro. Had me dying. I'm like, oh my God. And you know what's so crazy is growing up, I was introduced to comedy strictly from like black guys. And it made me realize probably about four years ago, I was like, my mom really liked fucking black comedians. Growing up, my favorites were fucking like Martin Lawrence, dude. My mom loved that guy. And then she bought Kevin Hart's book. I didn't know he had one. That's what I'm saying. You get my point? Like that's the level of fandom you have to be to be like, hey, he's got a book. I'll have one. What do you need that for? You going to be a comedian? She's like, I need more on the fucking the dad doing the drugs and having the dog shit. I need more on that story. But specific bit from Kevin Hart that got me was when he, I mean, Martin Lawrence is all day long. The faces, everything. Eddie Murphy's obviously up there as well, but it was more the movies for me. I didn't find the stand up until later. It was like the clumps and all this fucking nutty professor shit. You're like, fucking the guys in wild. Dave Chappelle doing the thing on stage. Yeah. Women be shopping. Just fucking, you just, you enter this world sort of on accident. Then you look back and you're like, fucking man, all the best guys, all the, cause I even watched every single movie Martin Lawrence would make. The movie with Steve Zahn where they're a blue streak, I think it's called, where they're cops or he's not a cop, but he gets beat or the guy's Uh trying to swat a bee away. (laughs) Fucking just (laughs) run tell that was fantastic. I mean, what was I bringing this up for? My mother's obsession with, you know, black comedians. I guess that's my, that's the end of that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it until later. I was like, she really liked fucking funny black guys. Odd. Never, never would have thought. Cause we were a Roseanne house, you know, fucking Price is Right. We had five channels. I watched Ellen DeGeneres pretty early and I even bought her the DVD at one point for her birthday. And I'm thinking, 
should have been run tell that she probably would have lost her mind for some run tell that on dvd you know what i mean because she's an old lady and they still like dvds you got anything yeah. to share <laughs> um, just, uh, did you know that ellen was gay when you were watching her on tv uh, i don't think i even thought about it i don't think it really fair. crossed my mind at that moment because i even remember seeing the television show and even during the television show there's a throughout the most of it she's a straight lady yeah. I don't remember knowing who Ellen was until Kanye made her famous. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just somehow, I, I entered this world of stand-up comedy 100% accidentally. Like, I don't know the steps that led me to watching people on stage with the microphone telling jokes. But I became obsessed with it. I was like, this. I have to watch everybody's variation of it. And you'd watch some where you're like, none of this is good. Like Tom Segura's wife. You can't get through it. You're wondering the entire time, what is going through her head? You know, what is your, what, is, what was your, I don't know what your plan is. Talk about your period or something like most females and fucking just stick with the shtick. You know what I mean? You'll get some laughs there, at least from the females, but fucking Christ, you're talking about whatever the fuck, even the trailer for her most recent special on Netflix was unwatchable. You're like, there's no, there's no joke in the trailer. There was no joke. It's just talking about something. She's just saying a thing. All right. Sorry. We could do this all fucking day. That's what this podcast is for. Complaints. God damn it. And if your complaint is that you don't like me, suck a dick. Big fats and lick the balls too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Snap, you want to wrap this up? Well, let's do the fucking jokes, buddy. I got some stuff for you. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, uh, I haven't had the music on for a while. I'm no, I know you've heard that because I can definitely tell you're paying more attention and you just let me ramble. I'm yeah, sorry I for mean, doing that. It's a problem. Dude, if go off when you feel like going off, I mean, it's, it's cool knowing better. how your brain works because I've <laughs> like, I've, how I've listened it? to you. Can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Help me. No. But. <laughs> After enough episodes of this show, we might we might yeah, we'll have figure some something out. We'll figure something out. Thank you. Yes. And you might just learn how to do a white guy accent. <laughs> together. I did just forget what I was going to talk about. Damn. Oh, we wanted to go over jokes. Here's one. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to make it funny, but it's something I've been working on. Growing up, I never trusted the government. Because my dad used to tell me stories about the Nigerian government and how they were all corrupt and blackmailing each other and stealing money from the citizens. But then he moved to America and he completely trusts the government here. And he laughs at anyone who doesn't trust the government. (laughs) Like if I try to explain to him who Alex Jones is and I'm like, yeah, the Federal Reserve is just owned by some banks. He looks at me and he says, isn't that the guy who said that politicians are all drinking baby's blood so they can live forever? And I don't know how to get it through to my dad that he himself was saying the same exact thing about the village elders back in Africa. Like all this. That's perfect. (laughs) Hillary Clinton harvesting adrenochrome. That's just gentrified voodoo magic. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know why you haven't. That's the whole thing. You could just keep going. Add I, more. I, I do need to keep going. I told an older version. I've been telling an older version of that for the last couple of weeks, and it's been bombing. But right before I went to bed last night, I thought, like, oh, maybe I can switch the angle. So instead of just talking about politicians and baby bloods and then making it racist, I can talk about my dad first and let people know where I'm coming at it from. I love it. Make it personal. Yeah. As if I know anything about comedy. All right. Um, here's my 
I don't even know what you're going to expect. This isn't even the one that I had in mind, but I had to keep looking through them. And I found this and I thought it was funny. I had a friend who literally was obsessed with driving. He drove as often as he could. And I can't fucking stand golf. (laughs) (laughs) Just just so dumb. You get what I mean? It's there something. Because then I would just go to the next thing. I'm not waiting for you to laugh. I'm going to the next joke. Uh, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was born with a spork and a rat tail. That one, I don't get. That's why I keep going. There's no end. I just go right to the next joke. I'm not waiting for the thing. What it is, is telling you a little bit about me. I'm poor, and my mom still has part of my hair somewhere in a book. See that? I just added more to it. You like that? Freestyling. Yes, that's a good tag. You should use that. Oh, here you go. You'll love this one, especially some of the people that like our show. I'm not much for going out. It's not that I'm against it. It's just every time I go to a party, I'm eventually asked to leave, and I just can't keep driving drunk. <laughs> Come on, man. That's <laughs> I mean, even if you're not asked to leave, you're still gonna drive drunk home. There's some yeah, there's a way to make it. There's a way. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. There's another line that needs to go before the I like the pullback though. Like you come in aggressive with the thing and I just can't keep you kind of whisper the I just can't keep driving drunk. <laughs> yeah. I I need maybe I should make it more specific on what I'm driving. Yeah. I mean, make it about how do you feel? Like when you leave, are are you crying as you drive? Are you upset about leaving? It's like, okay, how about this? How about this? And I just can't keep driving drunk back to the store to buy another handle of liquor to go drink at home alone by myself while I cry. (laughs) Is that too fast? (laughs) (laughs) We just cut off some of the words for sure. But that's pretty good. I get get what you're saying. Add that element where it's like, not only do I get kicked out, I have to drive drunk to the store to buy more booze because I didn't steal any from the party like I should have. That's the punchline. And then I go to the next joke about stealing from parties. I didn't do that. I mean, everybody's stolen from parties. You ever lived with an Indian frat before? That's all they do. (laughs) Just party all day long, huh? Yeah, party and fight with the other Indian frat on campus. For some reason, our campus was big enough to have two separate Indian fraternities that hated each other. And what rivalry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And all these, they were all rich in the cell and lived like it was Jersey Shore in the middle of Texas. Damn. Just a bunch of short, skinny, show me bobs and virgin motherfuckers punching holes in walls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to wrap this up? Yeah, buddy. All I'm right. ready. I'm ready for Oxmad to be on this, handle his business. Exactly. Fun episode. Is- Sorry for stepping on you so much. This was our second time, though, and you opened me up. Yeah. I like that we're just getting to know each other. Honestly, it's awkward because we can't see each other and we're not in the same room. So it's right. we're going to step on each other a little. But what, what sure. can you say, man? We're podcasting on hard mode. I've been Manny Muskets. This is Patty Broken's call. Yeah, yeah. This is the biggest complaint in the universe, a.k.a. the man <laughs> pad. <laughs> I like I want everyone to have a good day.